Hey friend, are you asking yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? I don't think so. I think there's something else that I'm meant to be doing. Welcome to the Painting Your Path podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to step out, be bold, and do you. I'm your host, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. Let's dive in. My guest, Lisa Steinkamp, spent a corporate career in marketing, working for some amazing brands like the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, Disney, and Baskin Robbins. But she knew she always wanted to do something on her own. So she launched Spark and Honey. And this is her story. Let's dive in. Welcome, Lisa, to the Painting Your Path podcast. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Yeah, so good to see you. So good to see you. Um, For those of you who are listening, Lisa and I used to work together at a wonderful company called The Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, where she was my boss, actually. And she and Lisa, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I really enjoyed working with you and having you as a boss. I learned so much from you. And Lisa was also in my book, Painting Your Path, and I am just so excited to catch up with her. It has been two years since the publication of the book. And how about, Lisa, if we just start out with, if you could just share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, um, so as Clarissa said, we used to work together and um, I spent a lot of years working in marketing and for a a lot of, you know, pretty great consumer brands like the coffee bean and tea leaf and also Disney and Baskin Robbins. Um, And I had a pretty broad career in marketing. I mean, everything from putting together celebrity endorsement deals to packaging design and promotional in-store materials and um, advertising, all, all of it. So I look at a pretty broad marketing and advertising background. I actually started out in um, at an ad agency and um, in Los Angeles where I spent most of my career and then just kind of moved on from there. But um, now I have... Um, I have a company called Spark and Honey, and we're sort of in the natural foods business, and we're based here in Boulder, Colorado. I moved to Boulder about five years ago and launched the company after years of trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. I knew it probably had something to do with the natural food space because it was just a passion of mine, but I knew I always wanted to do something on my own, and so about five years ago, Um, We moved to Boulder, Colorado, and that is just a hotbed for natural foods and the whole industry is here. The trade organization, um, Naturally Boulder is here, and there's just so many resources, and um, it just seemed like the perfect time um, to finally launch my business, which I did. Awesome. And could you take us back, maybe, how did you, how did you even figure out or how did you come about to even exploring this, this next phase and and diving into that industry? Well, so I always, I I loved what I did. I loved the creative part of marketing, but I found myself getting kind of frustrated after a while and just maybe being burnt out kind of started right out of college, just working for some pretty big jobs, you know, that took a lot 
Um, and so I always knew, I don't know, I was probably in my probably early thirties when I started really seriously thinking about like, I, I want to do something on my own. I just want to create something I want to, and I, I went, you know, I sort of would get as far as writing a business plan for something. Um, I remember like, um, like a natural baby, baby products company. I, I kind of went down that path for a while. And then I got as far as writing a business plan and really trying to pull it together and realize, you know what, that's not quite right. And so it was kind of an interesting thing. It made me feel really kind of wishy-washy a little bit because I was, I felt like I was all over the place, but really all it was, was just needing to do something on my own and wanting to express myself and use all of this good experience that I'd gathered over the years for something. Um, and now looking back on it, like all of that, all of that different exploration, um, thinking about different businesses, some of them were related all in the natural food space, but some of them weren't like the baby baby store <laughs> but <laughs> all of all of it was really just me weeding out things and really trying to get to the thing that was like at my core what I what I could really do well and excel mm. in I think now looking back on it it's easy to see that when you're in it it's not as easy because you just feel like you're you know not getting anywhere but so yeah so I spent a lot of time um doing that until I just got closer and closer to it. And then I figured out, okay, it's definitely food. I really want to stay in the natural food space because that's what I'm passionate about. Um, and then I think it took moving to Boulder, kind of shaking things up because we'd lived in LA for, I'd been there for 23 years. Um, and then moving just, it was a whole different environment and it sort of allowed me to see more clearly that I could actually do something, you know, it's a little easier market maybe to launch a business in um, altogether. But so there were just a lot of things like that, that it took it looking back, it took kind of a long time. Like, I think I probably spent a good, you know, eight years thinking about different jobs or thinking about different businesses that I would ultimately want to start. Yeah. And I, it, and I can totally relate to your story because I, similar. I, I loved what I was doing work-wise, yeah. but at the end, but in the end, I always knew I wanted to, to do something for myself and be on my own yeah. and not have somebody, I wanted to be my own boss. And That's doing, interesting. I think that there's yeah. a certain kind of person. And I wonder about that. Like, what is it that makes you or me want to create? I, I think it's a creative thing, but want to be your own boss. I don't know. Yeah. What it is, but I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. that's how I thought of it too, actually. Right. And I think as a creative, I ident I've always identified myself as a creative ever since yeah. I was a little child. And I even remember whenever we did your book interview, I asked about your childhood and you said that you've always been creative. And I mm. and I not to stereotype type us, but I think creatives just you know, we don't want to be, at least this is how I feel. I don't want to be bound to having to get up and be so regimented. Yeah. 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 I think it is it's like a lifestyle thing, but also for me, I can say like, 
I wanted to make it the way that I want to make it instead mm-hmm. of the way someone else wanted me to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Might've been called stubborn in my past <laughs> at some point, by someone. Um, I, I remember, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Sometimes you, you need people like us to, to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And yeah. And, and I have definitely been, been called stubborn too. Like that's, I'm a Taurus. That's my, that's my sign. And yeah. And I definitely, yeah. I want to do things my way and not necessarily my way, but just, you know, have it, have it It, be an expression of yourself. You want to yourself. Yeah. Have it be an expression. I well said, well said. Um, and Lisa, could you share a little bit more? So kind of like that, that, that point in your life where you were like, okay, this isn't it. And it sounded like you, you know, you thought about it, you did a, a business plan, you were writing, writing it, writing, writing things out. Do you have any suggestions for people who might be in that boat right now who were like, you know what, here's all I know. This ain't it for me. Yes. What kind of advice do you have for people to help shift past that? Well, I would say the number one thing is just keep trying things, just keep doing things, just keep the ball rolling because, you know, you know, those, what are those games? It's not a pinball machine, but like if you drop the marble and it kind of has to go past all of these little uh, barriers to find the fastest path to the bottom, you know, a game. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think of it kind of like that. Like every time you find something that's not right, it's not a m- mistake so much as it's just redirecting you back to the right thing. And so I feel like if you're not doing anything and I was so guilty of this and I would spend so much time like thinking about and reading um, inspirational books, trying to get myself motivated. If you're not acting at all, you're just not going anywhere. But if you're moving somewhere, trying different things, just taking a little bit of a chance here or there, even if it's so not right and you figure that out, it, it starts the ball rolling. And I feel like once there's momentum of some sort, that's what, that's what gets you on a clearer path of knowing, okay, this is working when there aren't as many roadblocks. So for me, started out with a lot of these roadblocks, I would start something and be really excited about it for two weeks and then nothing. And I'm not, I'm a Virgo, by the way. So I have to get things perfect in my mind. Sometimes it's to a fault before I want to put myself out there and really act on any of it. And so that was the hardest part for me. But I would say, I think that if I had to give someone advice, it would be just start, just start doing something. If you're thinking about, you know, getting into real estate, just, you know, talk to somebody who's in real estate, ask if you can go to lunch with them and just have a conversation. And also saying things out loud kind of commits you more than it seems like it might like if you want to you know start a design business tell someone tell your friends that that's what you plan to do and then somehow I think once you verbalize it you get over the hurdle of of it and also you're sort of on the hook a little bit more so I think that's a tip I would say 
I love that. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a balance of, of what I call being and doing. So really visualizing yourself as, as that person, or even if you don't know exactly what that final outcome is, but I knew for me, I wanted to get into coaching. I wanted to do workshops. I wanted to continue selling my art. So I just thought, okay, who do I need to be in order to do that? And to your point, and this is something I talk about a lot too, is you have to be in action. You have to just try something and see where it takes you. Yeah. It's like, I am so much in my head and that's my constant Mm -hmm. struggle is like getting out of my head and actually, and doing just that, that that was what was holding me back, trying to solve it all a hundred percent in my head before I ever did anything. And that was, you know, I, I realized, wow, you really open up a lot of pathways and now looking, it's easy looking back on it to see that um, just takes some action. doesn't have to be the right action today. I mean, also I think to help you get to the place, I think so many people are trying to figure out what, what makes me happy to do also Mm -hmm. just what's the kind of business I should start, but doing what it it really seems to you is, I mean, I think that's huge because it just, you're just going to be better at it, I think. Um, And so for me, I would think so much about like, what do I love doing? And I would make these lists. I remember reading a couple books where it was like a, um, you know, trying to get to the heart of what, what you should do for a job and, um, or that makes you happy. And one of the, the takeaway from everything I learned and everything I read is do the thing that, what, what are those things that you just get lost in when you're doing them? Mm. And it can be something as simple as, you know, I'm, I'm like in another place when I'm outside doing something or when I'm baking or um, when I'm, you know, redecorating something, all those things can be interpreted into like, a career path. And uh, that's what I would think about a lot. Like, what are those things that I just get lost in when I'm doing it? And that, oh, that yes, help, I think. Yeah. What a great question. What do I get lost in? Where, where do I lose time? Yeah. What do I enjoy doing? And I think, I, I also think, you know, what did you enjoy even doing when you were younger, when you were a child or whenever you were a teen or, you know, when you didn't really have a care in the world, you know, what were you doing? Or no, you know, the finances weren't a part of it. Like none of it. Um, That's true. That's a good way to think about it when you were younger without all those parameters around it, because chances are you're, that's still the core of, you know, what makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. Remember thinking that, there are, I think there can be multiple things that someone could really thrive in and they could be totally unrelated. It's not like we're all one dimensional and we only have one. I think it's possible to have more than one path like that you could be. Mm-hmm. Happy with. Um, so that's, that's makes it harder actually. But <laughs> I, do, I do think that that's that, um, that that could be like, you know, maybe different parts of your life you might, grow and develop in different ways. And, you know, you shift gears a little bit. Yeah. 
I love that. And I totally agree. And I identify myself as a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Yeah. And I do think you can, you can do a lot of different things and not everything has to be about, well, how can I monetize this? You can also just do things for fun to fill your cup. And that's a great way to take care of yourself. Right. Exactly. I, and, and I think there, there are certain things that you might find when you're like things that you know you love doing, but that doesn't always mean that should be your career path. Of course, you know, there are things that we love doing just because it's our pastime or our hobby. And maybe they're, you know, it's not the perfect way to make a living. So I do, you know, that's a little bit conflicting also. There are certain things that I just think you don't want to make your your business that you just mm-hmm. love doing, that that's possible too. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's worth exploring too. You know, you can try it out. And if you, you find yeah. like, oh my God, I used to love painting. I hate it now because all yeah. I think about is how am I going to make money off of it? Well, maybe you can, you can teach a class and that's how you make, yes. you know, a exactly. living doing that. So you're your like work is your work. Coaching and all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good spin on it. Yeah. Like the funny thing is I do love baking and I think that's kind of what got me going on this path. But, um, I, and, and I love the idea of clean ingredients and, you know, food that's just good quality food without a lot of junk in it. And so when I started having kids, I started getting really focused on that. And then my husband eats granola every day of his life. And so I would always like look for good granolas without a lot of like syrups and things in them. And I couldn't find them. So I started making it on my own for him. And that's sort of how I ended up you know, spark and honey right now we're selling granola and, you know, I have some other things in the pipeline, like bars and things that I'm working on. But anyway, I guess my point was like the way that I got started on that path was just like being, you know, I love baking, but Mm. it's interesting because now we just actually just in the last week and a half just kind of moved our production to a much bigger facility and and it, it was actually like a pretty big change in the business for me because now I'm not the one stirring giant bowls and like killing myself every week just to make you know hundreds of bags now we can make thousands of bags and and it's it's going to shift quite a bit so that I'm going to be more focused now on the business. And I'm kind of excited about that in a way. So now it's interesting because I thought I wanted out of the office. I want to do something, you know, just baking and being in the kitchen. I love it. And I still do, and I'll still do product development and I'll still be on production runs and all of that. But now my focus is going to be, you know, new product development and the branding part of it and, you know, really building a brand, which I'm realizing funny enough, I spent 16 years kind of doing that. And now I'm going to be back to doing that and I'm excited about it. So it's kind of interesting. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. How it comes full circle. And, and, and that is your, also your expertise. So that is really cool 
that now you get to do that for your company. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I <laughs> love kind of it. In, honestly, right now, because the, the shift has ju- just literally like as of last Friday was our first big run at the new facility with, you know, so many more people doing it. And it, it's, it's, I'm so excited about it and I'm so relieved and then, and I'm sure there'll be bumps with that where I'm like, you know, freaking out if the product's not the way it should be. And, but so far so good. And I am excited to kind of get back into the marketing and the branding, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit, but how do you, how do you balance and harmonize work life your business and any, any thoughts, tips for our listeners who, who I know are wondering about that too. Yeah. Well, there's just no good answer for that. I think everybody has to put up, has to set their own boundaries for what they're willing to let take away from time with their kids or time with their husband or, or whatever that is. Um, and then that's just what you're, that's, that's what you work with. And like, for me, I never, I was always really good about putting work away on the weekends. And now that, that doesn't happen a lot in life in anyone's life. Like my husband has his own business too. And it's literally around the clock for him. He's not mm-hmm. able to just put it away. I mean, he's literally working all every day, all the time. And then, you know, has the flexibility of not working at two o'clock on a Tuesday if he wants to, but it's, there aren't a lot of boundaries for him. And I, I try to be better at, at just sort of segmenting a little bit more and sort of creating, okay, within these hours is when I'm going to focus on spark and honey. And then I'm going to have three hours of picking up the kids and making sure they have what they need and that they get taken to their sports class and and then dinner. (laughs) And so I have no choice, but to sort of break it up into family time and work time, but it does get harder and harder. That's, that's no lie. I can't say it's ever not frustrating sometimes. Yeah. And I love what you said, at least you, you have a a way, a method to, you know, to segment. And I think that's so helpful. Like, I think when things are for me are not scheduled in, I mean, it might sound silly. Like I schedule walk outside. (laughs) And so I do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually smart. I have this weird thing where I don't like to have my time scheduled too much. So I, I almost am the opposite. I don't want to write it down because it, it makes me feel boxed in if I have to Mm -hmm. write things down. Isn't that, that's so not a good habit. No one please take that for advice because I'm not sure that would work for anyone, but I, I, yeah, I just, I have to carve out time that I'm not even maybe going to answer my phone. It's funny. My husband will say, aren't you going to answer that? And I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not in a place where I'm going to have a conversation with someone. So no, I'm not going to answer it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh my gosh. Same for my husband. He's like, I have my phone perpetually on do not disturb. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, what the heck? how you're going to miss calls. I'm like, I know well, you I'm know trying what? to work on something. The world does not fall <laughs> apart. If it's important, they'll call you back or that's right. Know. Yes, exactly. So 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that's like women tend to have more to multitask, you know, maybe they Mm -hmm. tend to end up doing more of the organizing at home or whatever. I don't know. I just, the people, most women that I know do end up having multiple things that they're juggling more so maybe than men. It seems, I, I, I don't know. I haven't figured that fully out, but it does seem that way to me. And I think maybe we're just forced to have to manage it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, so I'm going to shift to something else. Uh, you mentioned at the beginning, you were reading a lot of books just to help get, help you get inspired maybe to yeah. take that next step for yourself. Me too. I I'm an avid reader. I read a lot. I have a terrible habit of starting 10 books and, oh my God, <laughs> you know, too. taking forever to finish them. <laughs> um, but on on this journey for you, Lisa, to becoming your own boss, were there any books that really stood out to you that helped yes. you? Yes, I would say one that I've even gone back and read a second time, and that's um, You Are a Badass, the Jen Sincera book. Mm, good I, one. I love that book. And I, I it, it just, and I've read a lot of similar kind of books, but I that one I definitely go back to. And I think it's just because I like, her and her style of writing and but it's a similar message that I have read many times but for some reason reading it in her words and her way just really sunk in for me that awesome you're just like kind of like what you were saying earlier about just what 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 kind of person do I need to be to get that and just start being that person you know and I, I guess it was just kind of a good way for me to start thinking about it. Like, you know, the world, I, I don't have to like map everything out to a T before I even take the first step, just, you know, start moving, start doing things. And, and I do really strongly believe that like when things are rolling and you have momentum, that is the right direction. You're going in the right yes. direction. Yeah. And, you know, one of those little obstacles are just kind of rerouting you a little bit and mm. they're, they're good too in their own way. Usually. Yeah. I love that perspective. And Lisa, do you have a, a, an affirmation or a motto or a mantra that, that you live by or work by? You know, I, more of an, an idea, and I know this has been quoted probably in so many different ways, but the idea of changing your thoughts changes your reality someone, Mm. I'm sure that is a quote somewhere, but just that general idea, I think a lot of people have talked about, and there are probably several quotes about it, but I think sort of the idea of mind over matter, like if if you change the way you're, you're seeing something like getting bogged down in something, that's a problem, switching your thoughts about it and how you see it as like, okay, this is allowing me to figure something out earlier than later or whatever that it is just changes your reality. If you think of something in a really negative way, it'll probably attract some negative energy and it will be negative and vice versa. Yeah. I love that. Change your, yeah. Change your thoughts, change your world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And oh, I was thinking of the Wayne Dyer quote, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. That's another way to say it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. I love that. And on this journey, I have what a thing that I would tell myself is, can I just look at this as an experiment? Can I just have some fun? And really, you know, just kind of and you tell yourself from that, there. like yes, that yeah. kind of helps you to like take mm-hmm. away all the judgment and all the stuff. Kind of like when you're a kid, it allows you to just do it. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna take that away. Actually, that's I think just look at it as an experiment. Yeah, because mm-hmm. in a way, everything is. So that's yeah, that's awesome. Um, and Lisa. Did, have you, did you get any great advice from a mentor or a coach or, um, somebody that you looked up to as you were transitioning to work for yourself? I mean, so many things that I've like sort of taken through the years, I think when I look back, but one thing I, I always remember is a boss of mine years ago. She, uh, at, um, actually at Disney and also at Baskin Robbins, she, I was like, kind of just, I don't know. I think I was, I was actually thinking about leaving the company and, and was having a really candid conversation with her about that. And I remember her saying, and she was older and like, I don't know. I saw her as being like a really sharp lady. She is a really sharp lady, but she said, you know, if you make a decision, that's not, that's not a good decision you just make another decision and change it. Mm. And I was like, that is the most simplistic thing in the world. When she said it, I was thinking, really, that was your advice. And it still stuck with me. It's like 20 years later. And I'm still thinking about that on a pretty regular basis. Like that is, that was actually really great advice. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I couldn't agree more. I think we um, get so in our heads. I'm, yeah. I'm similar to you in that. Like, th- I think, 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 look before I step, not even leap, look before I step. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that because you just have to decide to take a step. And if it's not what you thought it was, then you can make a new decision. Yeah. I think so often, like, or at least for me, I, I'm afraid of failing. I, I guess everybody is uh, to some degree, maybe me just m- more than a lot of people, but that is, that just paralyzes you. You know, if you're afraid to mess up or you're afraid that it's not going to be the right thing and your family's going to be like, what are you like, you know, what are you doing or something like it's, it's paralyzing. And mm. it, it's so that's just people being in their heads because no one cares. Like really at the end of the day, everyone's so focused on themselves and what they're doing or not doing. They're not really judging you as much as you probably think they are. Yeah, that's so true. I think I, I know when I was younger and even a young adult, I would always be worried about that. And honestly, nobody's thinking about you more than you were thinking about yourself. No. Or, yeah. Or even at all. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like I, yeah, I'm the worst offender of that, or I used to be more so than I am now, but yeah, just don't think about what anyone else is thinking. Just be mm. bold, especially if you're, yes. starting. I, I think when you're just starting a company that you really can't make any mistakes because they're just not mistakes. They're just part of learning and figuring it out and getting better at it. Yes. Yeah. Such a great perspective. Um, Lisa, as we wrap things up, where is the best place that people can connect with you? 
Well, so my website is spark-honey.com for Spark and Honey. Um, and you can, my email, you can access me from that. There's, there's a contact form, but you, my email is lisa at thecampfirebakery.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I have had Lisa's product. Her granola is amazing. So it is worth it and it is delicious and you know, you're getting a clean product. So (laughs) I just wanted to say that too. Thank you. And my last question for you, Lisa. So the name of this podcast is painting your path. And I would love to know what does painting your path mean to you? I love, I love even just saying that painting your path for some reason, what a great name for your book and just for like a topic. But I, to me, that just means you're in the driver's seat. Like there's no one, there's no one perfect thing that like, it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying or, or thinks you should be or do like, it's just, you have, you, you're calling all the shots and, and that sounds heavy, but I think it, it actually is liberating too, because it's like, just do the things that you make you feel good and make you feel productive and, and good about yourself and that, you know, allow you to contribute the most. Um, and it's, just in all of those little choices that you make every day, kind of to gradually paint your, you know, your destiny or your path there. I love that. You are in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being here with me. It was so great to catch up (laughs) with you. See you again. Yeah. All right, everybody. That is our show for today. And I will see you all next time. And here are some takeaways from our conversation with Lisa. Leverage the power of your passion. Frustration can be a good thing. Every time you find something that doesn't work, you get to redirect. Take a chance on yourself. Start somewhere. Share your dream with a trusted friend. An obstacle is simply a reroute. Set boundaries for work and life harmony. Do what you get lost in. You're still here. Thank you so much for staying until the end. That means a lot to me. If you got value out of this episode and know someone who would enjoy it too, please share it with them. And you know what else? I would love it if you subscribe to the show. And you know what could top that even more? Is if you wrote a review. I would love to hear what you think about the show. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.